0: What's up, everybody? This is Trey Bear. I'm alongside my other co-host of Real Ball Talk, Brett Ashy, and Webb Watkins. And it is Sunday, April 26th. Uh, the NFL Draft completely wrapped up yesterday, so this episode is going to be the complete NFL Draft recap and a quick preview for the NFL season. So, right off the bat, let's go ahead and get into it. What are your guys' favorite classes of this year's NFL NFL Draft as far as far as team goes?
1: Brett, go ahead.
2: You go, go ahead. Um I don't you go ahead, Webb, you got yours. Alright,
1: so my th- I just took three favorite classes of mine. I like the Bengals class, uh, the Buccaneers, and the Ravens class. I think they all did pretty much what
0: they needed to do in order to be
1: more successful. Um, I can get more into depth after
0: y'all go, but Um, so I'll go ahead. Um I really like the New York Jets class. Um, first round, uh, 11th overall, Mikai Beckton. Second round, uh, 27th pick of the second round was uh, Denzel Mims, wide receiver out of Baylor. And then later in the pick, they went running back, LaMichael Pirine out of Florida. I think he'll be a good fit behind Le'Veon Bell. And then uh, later in the draft, in the sixth round, they went Braden Mann, punter out of Texas A&M. And I really like this guy. He's electric, and he's one of the best punters I've ever seen in college football, if not the best. So pretty solid Class for the New York Jets, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna, I'm be honest. Even though I hate them with all my heart, I think the Vikings had a pretty good class. To be honest with you, they took uh, Justin Jefferson in the first round, and uh, what's his, what's his name, Jeff Gladney, cornerback out of TCU. So they got their first big, their first two biggest needs out of the way in the first round, and they just kept building on that when they took uh, um, Cameron. I don't even know how to pronounce the name Dantzler, cornerback out of State in the third round, and they just kept building on that. And then they got their defense even better as the draft went on. And
1: uh, even though I hate them, they had a pretty good draft all around. Yeah, and then I'll just go more into depth of mine. So, I mean, I I like the Bengals class. Obviously, it's not hard to have a bad – I mean, it's hard to have a bad class when you have the number one pick. But, I mean, if any team was going to mess that up, it would have been the Bengals. But thankfully, they did not. They took Joe. That's what they needed to do. Quarterback, you know – Franchise quarterback right there, and what they needed to do after that was, you know, give him people to work with, and they gave him T. Higgins, the second round, and that's a good, that's a really good wide receiver to have for him, because who knows if AJ Green's ever going to play a snap again?
0: True that. Um,
1: and then John Ross is just almost a bust already because he's hurt all, every single game, and then they also got Logan Wilson, a linebacker. He's pretty good, um, and then I think the Bucks had a good draft because. They didn't go for, like, super flashy picks, but, like, um, they took um, the, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking on his name, the Iowa offensive lineman, Tristan oh, Tristan oh yeah, Wirfs, Wirfs. yeah. yeah and I think, I think he's not as experienced or maybe pro-ready as Andrew Thomas, but I think he'll be the best. I mean, he's got, he's a freak athlete. I mean, I don't know if y'all seen videos, but I've seen a video of him like in high school, like wrestling and like doing shot put.
0: And the guy, the guy jumping out of the swimming pool.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's insane. And so that's probably, I mean, that's probably what Tom Brady wanted most: offensive line help. Um, and then they also got Antoine Winfield Jr. to help their secondary, and he's pretty good. And they need the secondary help. We all know that. And then of course, like the Ravens' class. I mean, they just had a good class. There's no way around that. They're building on more success. I mean, they took Patrick Queen, one of the best linebackers in the class. To help out that position, which they need. And they got JK Dobbins, who's big steal there, in my opinion.
0: He, I mean, I agree, Webb. I, I, th- I really I like it. I really like what Dobbins can do. Um not just, not just running the ball, but catching the ball out of the backfield too. This guy, his production at Ohio State was something that was really overshadowed by a really a really talented team, in my opinion. But this guy, mm-hmm. you know, watching the college football playoffs, uh, there weren't many snaps where he wasn't in the game. And so I just really, I really respected that. He's a tough guy. And um, I think, yeah, I agree. This guy is definitely a dark horse for sure. Yeah, uh, I think
1: he's definitely a, uh, I think he's probably, it's, it's crazy for how good he was in college and he's still so underrated. Like, I think he's the best running back in the class. And then also got, they got Devin Duvernay. Yeah. Texas receiver. Yeah. He, he's pretty, un- he's, he's pretty good. underrated receiver. He can make a lot of plays. So those are my best three classes right there.
0: Where did uh, Colin Johnson, the other, receiver out of texas NFL. i think
1: i saw he went in the seventh round i think somewhere He um, he's a big
0: dude I think he went to 50, jacksonville 50 jacksonville jaguars yeah yeah i i was i was a big fan of colin johnson uh the dude's frame is just unreal you know having yeah, a, mike evans ass yeah having a 6'6 220 pound frame it's hard to not be a dominant wide receiver so um yeah i like colin johnson i I really wish the saints would have taken a chance on him late in the draft yeah instead of drafting old stevens yeah let's talk about that for a second so i was uh about
2: to say i think web said web building on west point of not taking flashy picks the saints definitely did not take any flashy players for sure but i feel like I know we're hating on Ruiz, but I feel like the Saints, with the four picks we had, we actually didn't do that bad, because Zach Bond, linebacker out of Wisconsin. Was a steal. For third round, that's a great all-around player right there. I feel like he can really help us out, because we do need a linebacker. And then
0: Adam Troutman, tight end out of Dayton. We we gave up a lot for Troutman out of Dayton, so I hope he ends up having some production in the offense this year. if he didn't if somehow he didn't make the team that would really that would really make me mad because we gave up a good bit to move up to get this guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, but he is a beast though. 6'5, 255 and if he doesn't have any production, I feel like he'll still be a big help
0: in the run game. Yeah, for sure. Um just another class that um that I like is the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, I really like their free agency. Um, Xavier, highlighted by Xavier Rhodes and Philip Rivers and DeForest Buckner too, but um, they've got they got in the second round, they didn't have a first round pick, um, but Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver out of USC in the second round, also in the second round, Jonathan Taylor, we all know about him running back out of Wisconsin, he's electric, so um, you know, the the Colts backfield right now, Naheem Hines, uh, Marlon Mack, and Jonathan Taylor looking pretty, pretty good on paper, and uh, Julian Blackman, safety out of Utah in the third round, and then a backup behind Philip Rivers, well, behind Jacoby Brissett to Jacob Eason, uh, quarterback out of Washington.
2: Yeah, another quarterback that I thought was an interesting pick was the Bills taking old Frommy boy out of Georgia.
0: But, yeah, uh, yeah, From. I mean, I I wasn't expecting them to go QB, honestly, with – Josh Allen still being so young but you I know. guess they just don't see him as a franchise guy unfortunately. Right. But you know, for where they got him, he's he'll be a good backup. So and you know, Josh Allen had some problems staying healthy at Wyoming, so uh they need to be ready to have somebody somebody else in there if he goes down for sure. And then let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. The
2: Saints quarterback room has just gotten a little bit more filled up with the interesting signing of Jameis Winston for, I think, a year. was it? Seven mil or something like that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it's wasn't
2: anything crazy. It's just the crazy fact is we signed Jameis Winston after drafting Tommy Stevens, QB out of state in the seventh round. Yeah, so uh,
0: before I talk about Winston, I I think, uh, you know, Stevens was at first seemed like a head-scratching pick, but... You know, Stevens, when he was at Penn State, did all kinds of things. I know uh, they had – who was that guy at QB? They had – Trace McSorley. Yeah, they had McSorley under center, and Stevens, you know, didn't play a lot of snaps under center, but uh, he had some catches, had some rushes. I think the Saints are maybe counting on Stevens to play kind of a Taysom Hill-type role, and I've seen – I've seen Twitter talk about that, and you know, I don't think they're really expecting him to take any snaps, but he could play a possible Taysom Hill type role. And yeah, for yeah, sure. and going back to Jameis Winston, you know, um, I I don't mind it honestly. Some people aren't very happy about it, but I don't. You know, the guy threw for five thousand yards last year, even though he threw for. Thirty interceptions, you know that's a little bit of a problem. But we're not counting on Jameis Winston to be our starter or anything. We're, and I don't think he's going to be the QB of the future. We're just trying to put together a Super Bowl winning roster, and I think Jameis Winston behind Drew Brees is, you know, pretty solid. Um, I feel like I feel like one reason for
2: signing Jameis Winston is to see how he develops in changes like under someone like drew Brees's wing because who knows we run a very different offense than the buccaneers do so maybe Jameis gets some snaps here and there and he just works on throwing some short routes instead of just airing it up all the time
0: yeah for maybe, sure.
2: maybe if he develops really
0: well he could be a quarterback of the future but i mean it's an interesting signing all around i, I don't see him being the qb of the future but i also don't see Taysom Hill really, quote-unquote, being the QB of the future, you know. He's just, not, yeah. he's just not a true passer, but, you know. We've got a lot of question marks for the future, but as of right now, I think the Saints are more worried about uh, the 2020 season, trying to get a Super Bowl there. Definitely. Webb, what do you think about the Winston signing? Um. Yeah, I'm
1: not as big of a hater as most people. I think – if he, if the plan is that he'll take over after Drew Brees leaves, um, the reason I don't hate it is because, first off, he has the potential. I mean, he threw five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns, and I mean, if he's learning under Sean Payton and Drew Brees, you know, under that kind of tutelage, if he can develop into an accurate passer who makes smart decisions, I mean, he could be a really good quarterback. So I mean, if that's the, the goal, I don't really have a problem with it. But then again, also if he's just a solid backup to have for a year, I don't mind that either. Because if Drew
0: Reese goes down, he's a good option to have. And I also think it's smart because to go ahead and get him now. Because I mean, the quarterback class this year was pretty loaded, and um, I think the quarterback class next year is going to be really down. You know, after yeah after be... after Trevor Lawrence, you know, it's, it's going to be really shallow. Yeah, so I'm not but, high on Justin Fields. So I, I mean, he'll be the number two quarterback next year. I think it's I think it's a good move to go ahead and get someone with experience behind Drew Brees because you know we're counting on Drew Brees to play a full season this year. But and if something happens, you know if the if the thumb gets re-aggravated again or or worse, hopefully not. But you know hypothetically we could get somebody in there that's a five thousand yard passer with a lot of experience that we could. Maybe string something together with, so I you know a lot of people are freaking out about it on Twitter, but I mean I think it's I think it's smart I mean there's
2: nothing to really freak
0: out about it because
2: at this moment he won 't play a snap
0: unless we 're blowing somebody up, so yeah, for sure um, for me uh so moving on to the more of the worst classes um. For me, the the Houston Texans, man, golly, Bill O'Brien is on a losing streak. But uh, I'm just looking at their class right now, and they're just not any exciting names. You know, Ross Blacklock headlines the class, defensive tackle out of TCU. But. Um, they didn't have a first-round pick, did they? No, they didn't. And. Uh, it's a loss. Yeah, yeah, it is a loss. And you know, there's just—I know they're—they're they're counting on Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, but they only—they only picked up one wide receiver, and it was Isaiah Coulter out of Rhode Island, who, you know. Um, I don't know a lot about him. Yeah, I don't know jack about him to be honest with you. But uh, with the departure of DeAndre Hopkins, I expected them to, even though they only had five picks in the draft, to capitalize on. Picking weapons, but um, they they didn't do that. So, you know, Bill O'Brien um, might be on the hot seat here, especially if this uh, David Johnson DeAndre Hopkins trade goes as anticipated. Which yeah, is yeah, he should at,
1: he should at least be on the hot seat as GM. I mean, head coach, I'm not sure, but GM, he does. I don't think he knows what he's doing at all. Yeah, <laughs> when has GM? head coach worked for many. it doesn't work that often and it's not working in this case so far yeah so
0: i don't know uh another bad class for me was just the green bay packers you know the, to me the, undoubtedly to me their best two players on the football team this year were aaron Rodgers and aaron jones and who did they draft with their first two picks a quarterback and a running back and they, they know, also that, did the, not draft a receiver, man. Yeah, that is just like embarrassing, almost. And uh, you know, ESPN has their number one team needs as wide receiver, and they had nine picks and didn't touch a wide receiver. So it's just I'm really confused. Even though I'm not an A-Rod guy, why they're not choosing the present over the future? Yeah, they're not
1: built for – they're not – right now their team is not built for, oh, we need to build for the future. They need to build for now. They made the NFC Championship last year. It doesn't make sense at all, really. I know A-Rod – Rogers is, what, 36 at this point? Yeah. But, I mean, he's still a good quarterback. Like, last year was his first year under Matt LaFleur, so anything he did that wasn't impressive was his first year in a new system. I mean – and now, and, and you're not going to give him the weapons. Instead, you're going to draft the quarterback that's seen as his replacement. So that's just the direct middle finger to Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't make much sense at all. And it, just, it blows my mind, honestly.
2: Um, another class I did not like was the Chicago Bears. Um, the Bears, took, Bears are on a losing streak, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, with their first pick in the draft, which was the 43rd overall pick, uh... They took a tight end, Cole Kmet, out of Notre Dame. It's a big head scratcher to me because they have like four tight ends on the roster right now. and They just signed Jimmy Graham to a deal. Yeah, what? And,
0: yeah. yeah, that's questionable all around because Jimmy Graham and I mean, Trey, I Burton, Trey Burton. Trey had a Trey Burton had a somewhat decent season. You know, I didn't think their team. I didn't think tight end was really a huge team need at all, especially Definitely since a, they, yeah. Especially since they just got Jimmy Graham, I do like Jalen Johnson in that class, though. But I agree, I agree with you, Brett. Um, I just feel like that their biggest needs were not on the defensive sides of the ball, and they went defensive heavy in the draft. Right, I agree. Um, other than Jalen Johnson, I'm not a huge fan of the Bears' class. But uh, let's go ahead and talk. I mean, I don't really have a, a strong opinion on the Patriots' class. But let's go ahead and talk about the Patriots. So, um, uh, Kyle Duggar, uh, safety at a Lenore Ryan uh, with the first pick. And later they had Anthony Jennings, linebacker from Alabama. Um, and that's really, that's really about it for guys that made a splash in the NFL combine and going to, the hype going into the draft. So, do you think this is what, – what do you think about this class overall, boys?
1: I think it's just a typical Bill Belichick class, you know, under the radar, um, going for people that, at least the guy from Lenore Ryan, what is that college? Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. like, it's just things that no one's going to see come in, he's going to try to mold them into the players he wants them to be.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, um, they, uh, Lenore Ryan, they played either in the third round or the semi-final of the Division Two playoffs, Um they lost to, uh, shout out, West Florida Argonauts uh, real quick. So, um, yeah, uh, but Kyle Duggar, you know, he's a watching his film. The dude's a really good tackler, um, great safety, good, good body. And what I also didn't know was Kyle Duggar is – so he was a fifth-year senior at Lenore Ryan and is the Division II all-time leader for punt return yardage, which, you know – could, he could be an everyday punt returner for the Patriots as well.
1: Yeah, he's he, he he does look really good, and I'm with what you know Bill can do with his players. If he does what he wants to do, he's going to be even better. So I mean,
0: yeah, no, I I like Duggar, but what I don't understand is why a quarterback is not
1: on this just, list
0: of ten draftees.
1: They must just be so intent on Jared Sittam, either that or they're gonna sign. I'd assume Cam Newton. I mean, I think I think they're just gonna go with Jared. I mean, I think because I mean you've heard. I mean I don't know if you've heard the rumors. I'm sure you have that they're just high on them. Like they really like him. I don't know. Yeah. They. I guess they think he's he's learned a lot and picked up a
0: lot and can be put in that position and get them wins. But. And with that being said, you know, obvious, This is a little bit of is this a little bit out there. Um, so it's not likely that Bill Belichick would do this, but is this a Patriots team that might possibly be tanking for someone like Trevor Lawrence?
2: I don't think so. Tanking, no. But I feel like they're definitely playing for the future.
0: Yeah, I mean outside I outside Kyle Duggar, um, Anthony Jennings had a decent career at Alabama. You know, not the most elite Alabama linebacker ever. Um, Considering their their depth at that position, always, but outside of that, you know, this class is pretty boring in my opinion. I don't. One thing I don't understand
2: is why they drafted two tight ends. Yeah, back to back. And then um, what is that kicker? About? Kicker, I guess makes in, sense. In but the fifth kick, round, kicker, the yeah. fifth
0: questionable. Didn't Gostowski retire? I think so. Oh no, they released. I, him. They released him. He might have retired after that, though. And I'd never heard of this guy, Justin Roarwasser out of Marshall yeah, they took ooh their six round pick
2: is a five foot eleven linebacker questionable decisions all around the board, but I mean you just gotta trust bill yeah I think
0: they d- bet, I, think I think that I, I think they definitely trust trust in Belichick but you know, Jarrett Stidham under center is really unproven and it's hard for me to believe that someone with as much coaching experience as Belichick can just put all his eggs in one basket like that.
2: I definitely do not trust Jared Stidham to be my quarterback.
0: And we saw some flashes from Stidham at Auburn, but do you think that this guy was ever like an, an electric elite playmaker? When he played for Auburn,
2: no, I never understood why there was a lot of hype about
1: around him. I thought he was because he was at Baylor before Auburn, and he he flashed some, a lot of skill at Baylor. I think he got hurt and then he transferred, um, if I do remember correctly. But I think that
2: is correct.
1: I I think he's definitely got potential. I don't I'm not sure how high his potential is, but we'll see.
2: I um yeah, he definitely. He definitely did well at Baylor if I do recall but I just don't think his time at Auburn really was top tier Jared Stidham.
0: yeah I agree so um I think that's I think that's gonna about do it for our, our draft recap Well, can so, I actually or go ahead two- yeah go ahead
1: yeah, i I said two more trap classes I thought were pretty bad that I wanted to touch on yeah go ahead with um I was thinking. As flashy as the Raiders draft class is, I don't think it was a very smart draft class. Um, they took Henry Ruggs, and we all know Henry Ruggs, you know, insanely fast, has tools to be incredibly successful. But I mean, they took him with the 12th pick over Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, guys that are proven, guys that we know are capable of just making plays happen all over the place. And I'm not saying Ruggs isn't hasn't proven himself as a good receiver i'm just saying i don't know why you take rugs over a guy like judy who you who i mean for me i almost know he's going to be a success in the nfl and then they also took damon arnett cornerback from uh, ohio state and again there's off the field issues there and then i don't think he's as good of an option to have as say jeff gladney or trayvon diggs or jalen johnson who were all taken after him um so i think they were going for flashy picks you know Instead of like the right picks, but the positions they addressed were right, um, and then the Eagles I didn't think had a great draft either. Um, Jalen Rager, the receiver they took in the first round, they yeah. took him the to pick before Justin Jefferson.
0: Mm-hmm. That was that
1: seems that was a bust for me. Yeah, seemed foolish to me. Um, he, I don't, I don't see much like star power or playmaking from him. I, I think Justin Jefferson's a better wide receiver one, like they need. And then also they took what they took Jalen Hurts.
0: Right. And, um, yeah, that, and that, doesn't doesn't, make sense. that
1: doesn't make sense to me when you've, I mean, Carson Wentz is their franchise quarterback. Unless they're trying to like threaten Carson and say, hey, we need you to play a lot better this year. It doesn't, I mean, I guess you need good depth at quarterback, but he just
2: gets injured a lot.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Bill at Webb, did you finish up the classes? You yeah, those
1: are, those are my classes. One more class
2: I didn't really particularly love was the Los Angeles Chargers class. Um, Justin Herbert, the sixth overall pick. I feel like that one was set in stone for a while because if Tua was taking the pick before, they were going to take him. But um, 23rd overall pick, they traded up, gave up a second and third round pick for Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma. And, I mean, some people like him, but I just don't ever trust Big 12 defenders at all. And Trey said that he went to the um, game where Oklahoma and LSU played, and uh, – he didn't really see a lot of interesting stuff out of Murray when he went to see their game. And then um, I just also don't like the rest of their class. They took, a, they took Joshua Kelly, running back out of UCLA, and I think that was one of their best positions last year with Austin Eckler being one of the most underrated running backs in the league last year. And then they took two wide receivers and a safety, and I just don't think those are any positions they really needed at all. Yeah,
1: I—I I mean, I personally, I—I I, I can see why you're saying that. I think they had a pretty good draft class. I mean, I, just, I think Justin Herbert, again, he's got—he just relies too much on his arm and doesn't make good decisions. But I mean, he has potential for sure. And then I, I actually like Kenneth Murray. I mean, I feel like if he wasn't on Oklahoma, they would have given up about 100 points per game. I mean, they were just—they just—they just, God bless, fifty forty-nine shootout every game in Norman, Oklahoma. It's un—it's unbelievable, but. Yeah, those are my takeaways from the Chargers
0: class. But I think the Chargers have a lot of young talent and have the opportunity to be an elite team in the AFC. But just last year, I was kind of expecting the same thing, and they just really never came together as a team. I know they had, they had some problems with, with injury. You know, Derwin James was out the whole year, basically. And um, but like, why aren't we seeing the Chargers really come together as a team more? What, what, well,
1: I think last year, first off, Melvin Gordon had that contract sit out thing. Yeah, it didn't, that was a huge it didn't really, distraction. Didn't really matter. It was a huge distraction, which I'm sure affects the team so much. It Doesn't really matter when Austin Eckler is, you know, crushing it as a backup. But then also Phillip Rivers had a pretty bad year last year. He threw for a lot of yards, but it's only going to get you so far in the end. He had a lot of picks. Yeah, hot take, I mean, hot take.
0: Austin Eckler is better than Melvin Gordon.
1: I would hundred percent agree. He's gonna agree. shine. He's gonna go off this year.
2: I mean, the Chargers went thirteen and three two years ago,
0: right? Yeah, and they lost to the Patriots in the divisional. In the AFC, uh, yeah. Typical in typical Chargers fashion, lose to the Patriots in the first. And then in the AFC Championship, Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does and has a t- two-minute drill against young Patty Mahomes, and then that was, I guess, after that was kind of the passing of the torch. Yeah. So uh, going into that, let's let's uh, start our preview for the, the 2020 uh, NFL season. So um, who are some teams you expect to take a big jump, and who are some teams you expect um, to stay at the bottom of the cellar?
2: Um yes we're gonna start with like AFC or NFC. Either way. Um I guess we'll start with we'll start with AFC then. you don't really you
0: thing. don't really have to go by, by conference. Just I
2: um for the AFC I feel like we'll see a lot of the same teams on top except for I feel like AFC East will have a little passing of the torch moment. I think this this is the year the Bills I think right. it's the Bills getting to lose this year.
0: I think it is too.
2: Um but I feel like the Dolphins and Jets still going to be below 500 team in that division. Yeah, for sure. Can't really see either of them climbing out of the cellar this year.
0: Yeah, um for me in the in the AFC East, um I agree Brett it's the it's the Bills to lose at this point. The Patriots roster is looking absolutely atrocious, honestly. And it would take some real magic from Belichick to keep that division winning streak alive. But um, I, I expect the Ravens to win the division again. And um, I honestly expect the Houston Texans to win the division again, even though um, they maybe, maybe didn't make the most popular decisions. They seem to do fine in the regular season, uh, even when Bill O'Brien is kind of a numbskull. But um, I, I think they'll win the division again, and I think the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West again. Webb, what do you got?
1: Uh yeah, agreed. Well on the Bills. I think I think it's the Bills to Bills to lose. I mean, they just have so much young talent. Um I think it's theirs to theirs to lose and then interesting to see what the Patriots are gonna do, obviously. Um I think the Ravens will win the north. Um obviously the Chiefs are gonna win the West. I mean yeah. when are the it's gonna be twenty years before they lose that division. Although the Broncos, I think the Broncos Broncos might these Broncos might have a wild card. Could
0: time. be a, it could be a dark horse for a wild that,
1: card. That that offense is electric, and I mean, if their defense plays like a Broncos defense plays, you know they'll be pretty good. And then in the South, the South is my most interesting division, simply because it's. I feel like it's kind of a three team race there. I mean, i i think yeah. the, I think the Colts will win to be honest.
0: Yeah, I, th- I um, honestly, you can make a case for that for sure.
1: Yeah, I think it'll go Colts and then Titans and Texans. I'm just very very in the middle there, but like if I had to give an edge, I'd probably go Titans. I feel like there's so many distractions and probably unhappiness in Houston. I feel like Titans will have it together and maybe just edge out them but edge them out, but I think the Colts are gonna win the South.
0: Yeah, despite yeah. what I previously said, I, I agree with Webb. I think the Colts will win the AFC South. Um, you know, I think Phillip Rivers I just thought I just think the Colts fans were so depressed last year after Luck kind of just quit football at age 28. <laughs> um, and I, I think I think Phillip Rivers is going to kind of be that saving grace and bring some excitement back to the franchise. And uh, like I said earlier, I like them bringing DeForest Buckner in, um, Xavier Rhodes in, and like I said, I'm really a big fan of their draft class. So I agree with Webb. I think the Colts are the division favorites for sure. I think
2: uh, that I think that's definitely the most interesting division in the AFC. I feel like one team's gonna go nine and seven, and then the other two are gonna go eight and eight. I just feel like it's gonna be a really tight race to see who comes out of the AFC South on top.
0: Yeah, and for wild cards, I I agree with Webb too. Uh, the Broncos um, offense really starting to shape up on paper for sure. Um, they're putting some weapons around Drew Lock and. It's going to be interesting to see what what the young what the young grasshopper is going to do, um, and I like the Chargers even though they've they've struggled a little bit to come together. Um, I I think they're going to do it this year, and I I think they're going to trust Austin Eckler, and I like that wide receiver core. So my two wild cards are probably going to be the Broncos and Chargers. I feel like all uh,
2: all three of those teams in the AFC West that aren't the Chiefs could pull together a wild card season because I mean the Raiders really didn't have a lot of talent last year and they still went seven and nine and they just kind of added some players this year and even though what they I mean they didn't have the best of drafts they still got some young players that could really help the team all around.
0: Yeah. Um, So moving on to the NFC, do y'all want to talk about the most depressing division of all time, the NFC East? The East first or last? Let's just go ahead and get out of the way. Yeah, let's get it over with. This division is an absolute nightmare. If you're a fan of football, <laughs> I mean, to see somebody w- have a chance at winning the division at eight and eight is honestly just embarrassing. Like, at that point, just don't even, don't even give division winners uh, an automatic Playoff bid to the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I, I just. Just, it's just a terrible, terrible division for competitive <laughs> competitive sports fans because – It's the worst division in all of sports right now. Because the Redskins are god-awful, and I can't <laughs> see them going I, – I can't see them winning more than four games. Giants, same thing. And then it's just the Cowboys <laughs> and Eagles. And I mean, neither of those teams really had are, great drafts yeah, either.
0: neither of them were exciting at all last year. I hope the Eagles string it back together. Um, yeah. Honestly, Wouldn't be mad if the Cowboys didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we all know how we think about the what we think about the Cowboys, but um, you know the, the Cowboys defense is really struggling. But guess what? The Eagles defense is really struggling. So, I mean, I this is just a, this is division. just a sad, sad division. There's no other way to put it. Um, and it used to be when you know, like when when we were when we were little like you had donvin McNabb, you had um tony romo in this division eli manning it was it was like a solid all-around division and then you know now it's it's just a pillow fight
2: yeah it really is i mean even like
0: i can remember when dakota
2: prescott was a rookie this division was still like a dogfight because yeah. the Giants, I think won 11 games. The Cowboys won 13. The Eagles probably won nine or 10 that year. I mean, that, that was a, that was probably the last good year for the NFC East. And ever
0: since it's just been not good. Yeah. Webb, what are your thoughts on the NFC East? Yeah. I mean, pretty much the
1: same. I mean, I think the Cowboys were actually probably a pretty good year. I think they'll, I mean, last year, God, it was just the worst thing ever. The whole division was just absurd. But I think they'll rebound, have a stronger than they did last year. But again, from there, it's just a. I mean, it's a crapshoot. Who knows? You know? I mean, I, I maybe, maybe, maybe the Giants finish above the Eagles. But either way, it's a bad division if the Giants are finishing second. So. I mean
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just. It's just so sad the the NFC. So let's uh, let's talk about something else. This is making me sick, honestly. Um, so moving on to the NFC North, um, I think I think the Green Bay Packers are gonna are gonna win it. You know, could they maybe have some team chemistry issues? Could Aaron Rodgers maybe request a trade later on? Yes, possibly. And you could see maybe the Vikings or the or the Bears taking this one. But I definitely see the, the Lions at the bottom of the cellar in this one.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't really see a world where the Packers don't win the division. Because, I mean, even though they really had a not a great team last year, they still won thirteen games in this division. Oh, and, no. I mean, I
0: I thought they were pretty solid last year. Young secondary, flashy offense. I thought they were pretty pretty solid. I just hate the Vikings, so Who doesn't? They're the worst.
2: The Bears and the Vikings will definitely be a dogfight for the second and I feel like the usually the second team in the NFC
0: North is a wild card team, so Yeah, that's true. I mean Mitch Trubisky just needs to have um a or i wouldn't say re assurgence but just surgeons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
2: mm-hmm. that's an understatement
0: yeah we all, we all know um what we think about Mitch Trubisky and it's not good um Webb, Webb, what do you got on the nfc north uh,
1: i think the vikings are going to win
0: really i uh, oh. yeah
1: i do uh, I don't know. I think there's just so much dis- – there's got to be so many distractions in Green Bay right now. And, I mean, we all know how that can affect the team.
0: I definitely think the team can and, fall apart.
1: Oh, yeah. And, plus, the Vikings are good enough to wear any slip-up by the Packers at all, and the Vikings are right there. You know, if Kirk Cousins played like he did last year, I mean, obviously not the biggest fan kind of Kirk Cousins. You know, aside from Saints-Vikings differences um, and that, I just think Kirk Cousins kind of – is. Has been very overrated in the past, but last year you kind of pulled it together. But you know they picked up what they needed in the draft. I think they look pretty good, um, and you slip up by the Packers, and they're and I think there will be slip up by the Packers, and the Vikings are going to win. But the, the Packers could make a wild card, but the NFC is pretty pretty loaded, so who knows?
2: Yeah, for sure. The NFC um, is loaded. Now let's go on to the the. I feel like it'll be one of the very controversial divisions of football this year, the NFC South. Saints. Obviously, we all here will choose the Saints, <laughs> even if we have Tommy Stevens starting at quarterback. But um, yeah, I feel like it will be a lot more interesting this year than in the past few years.
0: You know, just the to me, the, the team that social media seems to hype up every year seems to be terrible. Um, we saw that with the Browns last year, and I think it's going to happen – with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again. To me, you know, you can't just take, like, the remnants of an old dynasty and bring it into another franchise and expect it to just restart. It doesn't work like that. We saw that in Brooklyn. They The Nets tried to sign Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and build a team around that, but it just didn't work. And I, I see the same thing here. The defense is atrocious, and... I just think it's silly them, even though Tom Brady's the goat, them counting on a 40 soon- to be 43 year old quarterback Oh uh, yeah, I'd,
1: I'd agree. I think um, Saints, I think, will win it, um, but again, the, after that, I think it's really interesting because the, every single team in that division has increased you know has become a better team over the offseason. season. You can't argue that, obviously. I mean, the Bucks are better, the Panthers are better, the Falcons are better. They might have a terrible defense, but they're better. I mean, so it'll it's, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of that shapes out. Uh, I think it'll be Bucks, Panthers, Falcons in that order. Um, Panthers might finish second, but I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater plays like he did last year for the Saints. So, I mean, same thing as y'all, though, basically.
2: Yeah, I think – Going back to Trey's point, Reminence is like a long shot of even what they have. I mean, they got two players from the dynasty, and one of them hasn't touched a football and well, not touched football, taken a snap in two years. And so who knows what Gronk can do. And may I remind you, he is one of the most injury-prone athletes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. And then Tom Brady also is going to be 43 years old this season, so you have to put that into factor. And we really didn't see a great Tom Brady last year.
0: The uh, um, I think the the weapons around Brady will help them, but I just think it, it's it's all fantasy. Honestly, you can't just string together a football team on paper and take what used to be of a dynasty and expect it to work. I just don't don't think professional football works like that. Um, you know, I think the Saints win this division by a landslide. I don't I don't see anybody else having a shot at a wild card really. Maybe, maybe if the Buccaneers went above and beyond my expectations. Maybe. I think best case scenario, best case scenario, they make a wild card.
2: Yeah. And then um, now to the NFC West. I feel like this was the best division in football last year, if we're being honest. Um, I feel like it really won't change at all this year.
0: I don't think that – really the entire NFC changes. I think the playoff picture is going to be um you know some terrible team out of the NFC East, um the Packers, the Saints, the 49ers and then the the Seahawks and the Vikings in the wild card. I think it's going to be the exact same.
2: I could see the uh I could see the Seahawks um coming in first and then 49ers Ooh, being uh, the wild card team. I, I don't mean know. even though some, Russell Wilson just knows how to make things happen. He's just does. like. He, he does. It's kind of like the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. All
0: right, dude. Yeah, um, but I don't know, Brett. I, just, I just expect the 49ers to win this one. Um, I, I definitely think Russell Wilson and the Seahawks will keep it close, but I could see the 49ers winning around 13 14 and the Seahawks winning around 11 or 12.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I agree. 49ers is going to win. I think the Seahawks will finish second. I actually think uh, the Cardinals will finish better than the Rams. I think the Rams are coming last. That's, I mean, I don't know what y'all think about that. I hate the Rams. But I mean, I hate the Rams too, but I think uh, – I don't know. I got to get a film about the Cardinals this year, at least in terms of progression, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, but um... – you know, overall, um I think I think that's gonna do it for our um for our season preview. I think we've painted our playoff picture, so Brett, wanna close it out?
2: Yeah, and uh I feel like unless anything drastic happens, really nothing should change with our opinions coming up to the season. And this here will wrap up our third episode of season one of Real Ball Talk. Hope you all enjoyed and um You know, if you have any strong opinions about our uh, predictions, you can just, you know, give us a little text. We won't won't mind responding to you or answering any questions on the podcast. Um,
1: Anything else, boys?
0: I think that's going to do it. We're out of here. Deuces.